Man, that's one of my favorite songs right there. Black Magic Woman by Carlos Santana. Like, wow. It's one of the most, like, I, 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 can't, I can't really explain it in words. It's, I don't know. In, in a sense, it's trippy. But at the same time, like, it's so nostalgic to me. I wasn't alive back in the 70s when this was made. But, whew. I'll tell you, I got some nostalgic memories with this song here, especially with the beginning riffs here. Ooh, yeah. Oh, I, I love this part here. I love this part here. Here. Yeah. Now this. Ooh, this is the stuff here. God, I, I, I tell you, I can't get enough of this song. Man. Turn your back on me, baby. Ooh, man, I love this song. Oh, this part here. Okay, enough of that. Anyways, so actually, uh, I, I'm playing this from uh, not, let's see, I'm playing this from the original vinyl here. Uh, let's see, I, I have the I have the vinyl, but I was playing here my record player. Uh, so Black Magic Woman. Actually, the version they have on here on the record, for some reason, it's like a shorter version. Uh, the version I'm used to is uh, the five minute version, which uh, which which says. Black Magic Woman slash Gypsy Queen, uh, and God, so yeah, I, like the just the beginning there. Ooh, so many nostalgic memories. I wasn't alive during the '70s, but this, this takes me back all the way to when I got my first cell phone. Now, keep in mind, I'm 21 years old, so like, I, I grew up in the 2000s and the 2010s. Uh, so my so when we're talking about my first phone. We're talking maybe 2009, late 2008, maybe. No, no, it was definitely 2009. I uh, it see my first phone was a flip phone. I forgot what brand though. I, I think it might have been uh, not a Motorola. It wasn't that iconic. It, it, I think it was some Samsung brand. Yeah, it, 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 like it was some Samsung uh, flip phone but like it wasn't just like any kind of flip phone like it really it was a slide phone because like you slid up the 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 half with the with the actual like screen on it the screen and, and the and the call and uh but yeah but they accept and reject buttons and then when you slide it up you got the you got the entire keyboard and it would also turn on the phone uh so i got my first phone when i was 11 i believe yeah well i was 11 uh, my, my parents figured, well, I mean, shoot, I'm growing up here, might as well, uh, you know, you know, give, give me a little bit of responsibility, because at the time, you know, I was in, I was in fifth grade, uh, you know, I'm getting ready to go to, go to middle, middle school the next year, and, uh, my fifth grade year was actually the first year where I started walking home from school, and, well, it, within walking home from school, I would have to, uh, walk my sister back home as well. 
Uh, we never walked to school. We were always dropped off. But, you know, but my parents, you know, they, they like, we didn't have, they didn't want us, you know, waiting for them to come back or at the time, uh, my grandma, you know, or any other uh, relatives, you know, they weren't, they were, uh, like, readily available to pick us up at the time. So I, I can see why they got me the phone because they wanted me to, you know, take responsibility, you know, start taking my sister home. Uh, you know, they gave me, the for, for the first time, they gave me house keys. Uh, so I was able to, uh, you know, come in and out of the house. Uh, you know, and be able to lock the door behind me, and uh, you know, it, it was it, like for me, it's, you know, for me, being 11 years old, finally, you know, being granted, you know, these things and this responsibility, gave me a real sense of growing up, which which made me made me excited. But and, and to me, the most exciting thing was the cell phone, because this opened up, whew, this opened up tons of opportunities. Like, shoot, for the first time, like. You know, if I wanted to call somebody, I didn't need to ask my, uh, my my mom or dad or my grandpa or whatever for, you know, for their phones to call someone. You know, if I wanted to, I can call whoever I wanted, whenever I wanted. Uh, shoot, like if I had any friends uh, that, had, that had phones too, you know, I can go up to them and I would be able to, you know, get their numbers, you know, and, and start bidding on my library. You know, start being able to call people and text people. And with the entire keyboard uh, on the phone, shoo, like... How, I mean, I was excited. I was really excited to, uh, you know, start texting people because, I mean, I mean, shoot, like, I mean, looking back at it now, I would not want to touch that little uh, flip phone of mine. I mean, it like in hindsight, it re- it really sucked. But at the time, about me, for me, first phone at 11 years old, in the late 2000s, uh, you know, of all times, it was it was pretty damn cool. It, it was pretty damn cool. Uh, so the late 2000s, uh, let's see, well, I mean, I I was still a kid then, but I mean, from my experience and from my perspective, uh, shoot, I didn't see too many 11 year old, 11 year olds, uh, you know, go walking around with cell phones, uh, you know, back in the late 2000s, uh, not really, like, at the time, I I think cell phones were, I I think uh, they were more of, of a teenager thing for sure. Yeah, it was it was more of a teenager thing. It wasn't really something you you would give to an elementary school kid. So yeah, because I think because remembering uh, back now, I never really got any of my friends' numbers right away because because uh, I, I think I was like one of the very few uh, you know kids in elementary school that actually had a cell phone, and 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 too I think at the time too I had like maybe restrictions like oh you know I can't call people for too long or I can't you know go calling random people. You know, you know that that sort of thing, but they never said I couldn't like call call any friends, which I would, if you know they had phones, you know, and I can call their numbers. Like the closest thing I got was was getting their parents' number and being able to call them then. But anyways, how does this old flip phone connect to the song I just played earlier, Black Magic Woman? Well, oddly enough, this flip phone, uh, it was it was uh, it was, was kind of weird. Because despite how, even at the time, 2009, despite how ancient the technology was, because think, look, look at it this way, I, I, pretty much what I had was a, a Bluetooth, was just a, a really stylized, uh, no, not Bluetooth, uh, what were those called, Blackberries? God, does anybody remember those Blackberries? Shoot. But it was pretty much that. It was pretty much that, you know, except the uh, the keyboard was able to be, you know, retracted, you know, 
you know, flipped up instead of, you know, just there all the time. And so, and like a BlackBerry, it was able to connect to the internet. And with its own, with its own little servers and stuff, I was able to download games and, you know, and what have you. Uh, and so one of the games, one of the very first games that, uh, actually, I don't think I downloaded it. I think, uh, the game actually came with the phone. Now I, now I really think about it because I don't, I really doubt that I actually found out how to download games, even if they were free on a device like that back then, or maybe I did. I'm, I'm not too sure. But anyways, all I remember is one of the first few games I had Oh yeah, one of the first games, period, that I had on a mobile device was Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero, uh, I think, no, it wasn't 3, I th- or actually, I think it was Guitar Hero 3 Mobile for the flip phone. And now, uh, the way you play the game is that, uh, uh, like, on the phone itself, for some reason, a specific row of keys, uh, three key, uh, see, uh, like, a specific column of uh, three keys going all the way down they were highlighted in white and and see I don't know if they were designing if they were designing for games or whatever or I think thinking about it now uh let me look at the actual keyboard here okay yeah so that would make sense a highlight let's see though the column were g h and you know, yeah g h and j r yeah that would make sense why those would be highlighted because those that's supposed to represent you know the middle of a keyboard you know, it, you know, it's supposed to translate, you know, how you would type on a normal size keyboard and, you know, onto a little thumb size uh, keyboard. Okay, so that makes more sense. But using those three highlighted keys specifically, uh, the game, the Guitar Hero game, it would actually utilize those three buttons to play the game. You know, it, it played just exactly how you expect the Guitar Hero to play. You know, just hold the button down for as long as it wants you to or tap the button, you know, whatever it tells you and just go with the rhythm of the song and the first and only song i had on the guitar hero uh, game was black magic woman by black sabbath not black sabbath santana i got black sabbath on my mind tonight uh okay so with so with the song uh just the uh, again this is 2009 it was not an iphone it was you know a, a blackberry basically so had really ancient ways of, get, of getting sound through. And so, uh, you know how games back then, uh, like the Nintendo or the Super Nintendo, uh, you know how those games, uh, they didn't utilize like actual uh, recordings of, uh, of songs. Like people would actually have to make music on a synthesizer or something or on a computer and they would have to put it in the game and that's how, uh, and that's how they made music. Basically just a bunch of computer sounds together in order to form melodies. You know, not actually using real instruments. That's that's how that's how they would uh, portray sound. You know, in the games that they made for this uh, flip phone. And so the first time I heard this song, it wasn't by like actual instrumentation. It wasn't by uh, you know actual an actual recording of the song. It was uh, like a, somehow a 32-bit rendition of it. Yeah, yeah. Im- imagine that. So. Like, uh, so when it got to a certain part where it, where it went, it sounded like a ringtone. <laughs> like, the, sa- like the same, the same uh, synthesizers or whatever they use, the same kind of keyboards they would use to create the, uh, the ringtone noises. That's what they use, you know, to, to recreate the song. And, shoot, even to this day, like, 
just remembering it, it just still sounds cool. And it's very nostalgic to me because, I mean, that's the first way that I've ever heard this song. In fact, like, for years, uh, for years until I got an iPhone and I was able to, uh, you know, download this song, for years, like, uh, the, the, the melody, the beginning melody would just be stuck in my head and uh, the name, Black Magic Woman by Santana, like, that just, that just stuck in my mind for years until I until I got an iPhone, you know, downloaded it from the from the iTunes store, and you know I actually got to listen to the real thing, and like, shoot, it it, it really brings me back. It, it's funny how a song from the seventies can really bring me back, but not to the actual seventies though, but to a much more simpler time in my life. A simpler time when I had, you know, that old flip phone. And I'm play- I was playing Guitar Hero on that old flip phone. So, enough of, gu- enough of that Guitar Hero game. Uh, let- let's see. Uh, oh, that flip phone was also the first time uh, that I ever got to play Tetris. Let's see. Because, th- you see, before, you know, before having this uh, phone, I had no idea what the hell Tetris was. I didn't know that the game existed. I, you know, never never played it, you know, never saw it with my own eyes in my whole life. I mean, despite how popular it was between, like, pretty much every every adult in my family, it's kind of weird that, you know, none of them mentioned the game to me. Seeing that I was a young kid really, like, interested in games like Pac-Man and stuff, you, you, know, you would think that they would tell me about Tetris. But then at the same time, it's not like there was a playable version of Tetris for me to get my, get my hands on uh, back then. Until then. When I got my freaking flip phone, and uh, for the first time I heard that uh, that little tune, dun 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 dun, ooh, ooh, that 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 instantly hooked me because again the 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 theme itself, the little Tetris jingle itself is all it's already pretty damn catchy, but when you when you when you recreate it with those 32 bit sounds. Ooh. Ooh, that that sounds so good. That sounds so awesome. Like the music is what really draw me into the game. Like I had no idea what kind of game it was. I just wanted to like I, I just wanted to hear more of the music. Now, unfortunately, uh, upon let's see, other than like uh, the main intro of the game, that was the only time the, the song was ever played. There was no uh, actual like background music when playing the game or whatever. There was sound effects, but there was there was no uh, actual like music in the background. Like they didn't put that little thing on loop, or they didn't play. They didn't play the full version of the of the song in the background. No, it was just silence with sound effects. And shoot, and think about it now. It didn't take me very long to actually understand how to play Tetris. I mean, why? I mean, why would it? It's a very simple game. Uh, I think. Well, actually, well, I mean, despite how simple it was, actually playing the game. Uh, again, then being the stupid kid that I was, uh, or the very oblivious kid that I was, uh, I, I, let's see, I saw all these boxes dropping down, and I had no idea what to do, I thought I was supposed to, like, build something, uh, so I, so I tried to build something, and I'm guessing I tried to make a foundation, and I saw that when I made a line, the, the boxes would go down, and I thought, oh, what is this, and then I saw that I lost every time I freaking, uh, you know, got the boxes to the top, and I'm like, oh, Oh, I see. You're not supposed to let the boxes go on top. This isn't a Lego game. 
<laughs> man. Like, I, and I remember playing that game uh, right in front of, like, my uh, my aunt one time. And she was like, boy, you got Tetris? I love Tetris. Give me that thing. <laughs> God. And she, she, she was like a Tetris master. I, I watched her play. Man. Shoot. Like, it, it, it's by watching her play that it really inspired me to become, like, really, really good at the game. You know, and, and that's where we're at today. Where I got Tetris 99. On my Switch. Actually, I mean, pretty much I got mini versions of Tetris. Like, I, I got Tetris... Uh, well, I got the Tetris and Dr. Mario for my Super Nintendo. I got the uh, original one for my NES. And honestly, got some weird sequels to it. Like, uh, Tetris 2 on uh, on the Super Nintendo. And on the same console, I got Tetris Attack. Which is very, very odd to say the least. Uh, I already mentioned Tetris 99, but my favorite version of Tetris, and the one I play the most these days, is the mo- is, again <laughs> the mobile version uh, for my phone. I got an Android phone, uh, but still, but the, I, I've been I've been playing on the same app since I had an iPhone. Uh, so the modern uh, version of Tetris for mobile, it's like for me, it's the definitive edition. Like. Shoot, I, I say I know when the game was designed back in the '80s. It was, you know, it was designed to be played with buttons. But, for, but somehow, from at least from uh, from my perspective, from from my point of view, for some reason, the game just feels like, you know, it feels like it was it was made to be played on a touchscreen, or at least, I mean, because the, the controls are so simple. But like for some reason, when I'm just playing with my finger, it just feels so natural. It feels like the game, like, was. Like somehow, it, 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 like somehow, it was purposely supposed to be played like this, and that's why I freaking love it. I mean, shoot, like, I mean, I mean, I still enjoy playing the game, like even on the controller or something. But man, like, but when I'm using my freaking fingers on a touchscreen, my God, shoot! Now that it, now that in itself brings me back uh, to my high school days, where uh, I would bring an iPad with me to, to school all the time, and during my lunch break. I would play. Uh, I would play Tetris on the iPad, and hell, like we freaking me and my table. We used to have Tetris competitions, uh, you know, trying to beat our high scores, trying to see how far we can get. Freaking Tetris! Tetris is like the bomb. Like Tetris is just like the perfect mobile game. No freaking wonder why back in '89, uh, you know, N- Nintendo uh, collaborated with you know the people that made Tetris and said, "Hey, this has got to be the launch game for our system." Shoot, that was one wicked smart move. And that's a move that freaking lives on to today with more mobile versions of the game. You know, and, and, and it's funny how it's funny how you don't you don't see modern iterations of the, the you know the Tetris sequels like Tetris Attack or Tetris Two. I mean, I mean, although when uh, when you really think about it, how do you even make a sequel to Tetris? I mean, not. I mean, the only way you can truly make a sequel to Tetris is if you like add new pieces, or maybe if you make it 3D or something, or basically do anything that would just end up making the game like not Tetris anymore, not even Tetris sequel anymore. Like, like you would have to implement some enough changes to where it's different, but it, it it would end up not being Tetris anymore. Like, even if you call it Tetris, like. Shoot, I, I remember uh, I had this uh, 3D Tetris, and it's terrible. I mean, the concept is cool, but it was terrible. 
Like I'm pretty sure at some point, if they had, if it hasn't been done already, there probably, there probably, will, you know, will be, will come a time where there will be a perfect version of 3D Tetris. But I don't. But even then, I really don't see that actually replacing the old 2D style. And uh, you know, with the other Tetris sequels, with adding weird new pieces or new mechanics or whatever. I mean, apparently they weren't good enough because I don't see modern iterations of those. Shoot, they're still stuck in my retro consoles. <laughs> My God. Let's see. Uh, let's see. So let's let's uh, let's rewind back to the old flip phone. So I mean, because that's pretty much what this episode is revolving around. Uh, let's see. What what other games that I have in that old thing? Uh, I remember I had Jewel Quest, or something like a Jewel Quest. Uh, shoot, I ha- I really don't have any uh, nostalgic memories about that. I mean, I like the game. Even when I got like a more modern version for my 3DS back in high school, I still like the game. But it's I don't know. I didn't go as crazy for it as I did with uh, with the Guitar Hero or the or the Tetris. Ah, but I'll tell you what though, I had Sonic 2. Yes, the full Genesis version of Sonic 2 on my flip phone. Like thinking back, thinking back on it now, it was so it's so weird how they actually like, made that game able to run on a freaking mobile phone. I mean, shoot, yeah, I mean, it was 2009. It was the end of the 2000s. Like, I mean, this is, and like, this is going into the 2010s where, you know, freaking everything became possible. I mean, hell, the, I mean, the Nintendo Switch was created in the, in the late 2010s, but, I mean, enough about that. I mean, this is still, this is the late 2000s here, so something like this is, like, remarkable in comparison you know, to everything else that happened, you know, within that same decade. Uh, so Sonic 2, the full Genesis version. My God. Like, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed playing it. And somehow, I'm guessing it was just because of the fact that I was 11 years old, my hands were much smaller and much more comfortable holding the tiny flip phone. But somehow, I really enjoyed playing the game. And as bad as the frame rate it was... Like, I actually had an enjoyable experience. Shoot. Like, at the time, I had I didn't really notice. I didn't really take notice of the bad frame rate. Like, fr- like freaking... Imagine Sonic, but in, like, 15 frames per second. Or, in this case, maybe, like, 12 frames per second. On a small screen with tiny buttons. And you're using, like... And you're using some comparable to a click wielding, like, almost the entire time. It's, like... It, it, it's think, just thinking about playing the game, playing the game, and that way again. It, it, it just sounds like it, it pains me. It freaking pains me. Like damn, like why? Why would I ever play Sonic like that? But then again, that was also the first time I ever played Sonic. You see, this first flip phone was a lot of first for me. You know, it was the first time I heard you know, a song. It was the first time I played Tetris. It was also the first time I played Sonic and heard the dope music that came with the game. Now, Sonic being, you know, being made on the Genesis, you know, all the music was originally in 16-bit. And pretty much the sound, you know, kept true, you know, when, when, uh, when played on the, uh, you know, on the flip phone. I mean, sure, some you know, some of the sounds sounded like ringtone sounds, but I mean, at the same time, it, it still sounded good. Like, 
like the sound still stayed pretty damn true to how the game actually sounded, you know, in its original form. And that's what and, that, and that's what I like. And that's that's what I really like. You know, there was actual effort put into put into the game for it to, you know, to have that authentic uh, taste of it. I mean, sure you have you have a uh, freaking lazy people like at games, you know, that have like a full-fledged uh, you know, mini Genesis on their hands, but they couldn't even get the sound right. Then you got this freaking little Flip, like little Samsung flip phone from 2009, and it was and it's able to make the game sound better than the freaking uh, at games thing made in like what 2000 or not 2000, uh, 20, like what 17, 18. <laughs> Again, 10 year difference, but for some reason, the 2009 thing is leagues better. I mean, shoot, what can I tell you? God, like. And I absolutely love the music in Sonic 2. My God. Like, even replaying the game now on my actual Genesis on a big, comfortable-looking screen. Like, even then, like, this replay, like, actually, the last time I did a playthrough, I didn't get past uh, Mystic Cave. Oh, I think it's called Mystic Cave. Uh, yeah. I didn't get past that, uh, that zone because, well, I ran out of lives. But also, uh... You know, at the same time, uh, the power went out. And so, and like, literally the power went out as I died. So even if I didn't die and, lo- and, and freaking used up the last of my lives, <laughs> I would not have been able to continue. Although I could try again. I am off tomorrow. But enough, enough, about, enough about my tomorrow's plans. The game... Like, just replaying the game. I mean, the game is not harder. And it's, it's not, like, super difficult or anything like that. I mean, it's still... It, it, I mean, it's, it's still a platformer. But I'm just, like, play, replaying it on an actual Genesis, you know, in, in the most comfortable setting I can. I'm like, how did I beat the entire game on a, on a flip phone? Like, how, how the hell did I... Actually, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't even think I... I uh, yeah, I don't think I even passed the game. I think, like, I made it all the way to, uh... What's that zone? It's the zone with three X. Uh, let's see. I think it was, yeah, I think it was called Metropolis Zone. Or something like that. Yeah, I think it was called Metropolis Zone. Funny thing, uh, for the Sonic 2, uh... Yeah, for the, so- for the Sonic 2 that came out with the 3DS, yeah, like, that's also the last zone I left off on. And probably if I did a play, th- if I do a playthrough tomorrow, freaking that's probably like the zone I'll probably end up dying at, unless I pull some pro gamer moves. But let me tell you, when I got to Metropolis Zone, and the first time I heard that music, my god that was oh it's still one of my top favorite video game like songs or video game soundtracks of all time like like not just because of the nostalgic reasons i had with that flip phone but it's just so incaptivating to me like freaking wow you know that's the funny thing about favorites is that like i'll have favorite things but the things that they come from won't necessarily be my favorites. Like, take anime, for example. 
My favorite anime is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. But my favorite anime opening and anime song of all time comes from Demon Slayer. Or my favorite game of all time is Banjo-Kazooie. But my favorite video game soundtrack of all time actually comes from freaking Sonic. Sonic 2. (laughs) It's weird how things work like that. Like, I, I, I don't know why that is, but I'm, it, it's, it's kind of weird. But anyways, back to the game. Like, my, my entire experience play, like, playing the game was just phenomenal. Especially because at the time, uh, let's see, I, I remember at the time, more often than not, I would actually have to stay after school. Not so much because I was, like, in detention or whatever, but, like, I think... I think my sister had like extra classes or stuff after school, so I had like so I couldn't go home without her, so I had to go on and wait for her. And you know, and, and if 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 it was you know eleven year old me without a phone, sure I don't know what the hell I'd be doing. Well, I mean I probably would have been like drawing or something on the side or whatever. But uh, but shoot, thankfully, yeah, thankfully uh here, uh, you know in this timeline. You know, I actually had a flip phone with Sonic 2 on it. And not just Sonic 2, the full freaking game. Yeah, the full freaking game my dad paid $10 for. Yeah, $10 for a full ver- for the full game on a mobile freaking device. In 2009, ha- what have you. <laughs> Man, like... I mean, thinking about it today, I would, like, I wouldn't, like, I would not even pay a dollar, you know, for that version of the game. But I mean, what, what, whatever. I mean, it was a whole different time, and we, you know, the Christian Whitehead version of the game didn't exist, uh, or the mobile device that it would be played on didn't exist yet. So, uh, I, I mean, what the hell? I mean, we can, I mean, you can do what you can do. But, anyways, that game really did get me through some board, like some serious boredom times. God, yeah, freaking, I loved it. So another first about that uh, about that old flip phone was uh, that flip phone also doubled as my first camera, uh, my first camera that I ever made videos on. Now, uh, and this was before. This was like a couple of years before I decided I want to be a filmmaker. But uh, but like, I've always wanted a camera because I loved uh, like because at the time back in old school YouTube I loved watching. Uh, Let's see. I, I don't. I think Super Mario Logan was uh, doing making videos around this time, but I wasn't actually watching his channel yet. I, I was watching uh, other people's channels. Like I remember watching old uh, YouTube series made by kids with toys. Uh, that's not the channel name. That's not the channel name, by the way. I mean, I'm, I'm just describing uh, these videos. You know, where kids they would get their toys and have like little film like little adventures. Uh, I remember watching these YouTube series called uh, The Chronicles of Cannonball. I think it was The Chronicles of Cannonball or was The Adventures of Cannonball. Uh, I'm not too sure. And uh, and I think by like the same kid or by or, or by some other kid, and I thought it was the same kid, uh, there was The Chronicles of Jaller, which is some kind of bionicle if you didn't know that. Uh... So I watched these videos, and, I, and, and see, and I'm like, shoot, I got toys too. Man, I wish I had a camera, and I wish I had a YouTube account, because I want to make videos. <laughs> like, the whole concept of me making videos was always, like, 
fascinating to me. Like back whenever my mom used to make home videos of us, she would just record us like playing or whatever, or she would just record, uh, you know, us going, you know, the special places, you know, doing stuff. Like she would, like it always fascinated, always fascinated me to be in front of the camera, like because I. Cause too, like growing up watching all kinds of movies, you know, watching uh, freaking all these shows and stuff. Like I wanted, like I wanted to be in front of the camera. Like I, I like I wanted to make like a little show of my own. I wanted, I want, I wanted to make something cool. And so I know, and I knew all. I, well, wait, my my uh, my little kid mind said all I needed was a camera. And when I found out that freaking the camera on my flip phone could be you know, it could be used for more than just, uh, taking pictures, I, I freaked out, man, I freaked out, and I realized that I can make videos, one minute videos, but videos nonetheless, shoot, like, I started coming up with random ideas, like, shoot, I'll get my sister in on it, we freaking, like, we get, we, you know, we get our, our toys together, you know, we freaking start, you know, recording, like, little uh, scenarios, Freaking like, we, tr- we try to uh, create, you know, little stories. Like, it, it, it was pretty cool. Let me show the audio and, like, the, the picture quality was not the best. by At least by the today's standards. but Or even by 2009 standards. Because, remember, this is 2009. The iPhone 2 was out. Or I think maybe even the 3GS was out. But for sure, like, the iPhone 2 was out at least. And that had, like, a much better camera than a, than a little Blackberry. God, but still, like, by see, but still, e- even at the late two thousand standards, I, I mean, it was, it was, it was just pretty common to say the least. God, like, and, and I, I remember because I had all these Happy Meal toys, because uh, I mean, growing up in the two, being a kid in the two thousands, shoot, like McDonald's has released all kinds of freaking uh, movie based uh, Happy Meal toys. And I remember making videos of these. God, I, I would take I, I would take them out for adventures, like in like in the backyard, in my room, you know, it, it just basically anything that I can come up with anywhere I could film it. That's why I did. And and again, albeit in one minute sessions, because for the longest time, for some reason, I can only record videos up to one minute long. And I for I don't even know. How I did this, I don't know what I did, but somehow, I, somehow, I, I, I ended up, cha- like, I think I might have been playing with the settings at one time, but somehow, I, I, one day I was able to start filming videos up to an hour. Now, first of all, I had no idea that my phone could record stuff for that long, and secondly, like, my excitement just drove, like, my excitement freaking, like, it, it, it just skyrocketed straight out of the roof when I, when I saw for the first time that I, I let's see, that uh, I made a video and it was one minute and one second long. That extra second excited me because I'm like, oh my god, I'm not limited to one minute anymore. Hey, let, let's make the world's longest video. <laughs> Shoot, because, I mean, at the time, one hour is, like, a long time to me, so. But still, like, being able to record up to one hour, that that meant, like, I can, I can, I can have a playtime session go on for much longer than, you know, than a little one-minute one, one minute deal. 
like I can actually have like a little story going on despite the fact that I never really made a story I just kind of you know just played with my toys and just started making a you know stuff up as I go along like in this podcast except I'm not using toys in this podcast I'm just speaking anyways Actually, thinking about it now, that's, that's kind of how I've always been. You know, like when making videos on YouTube, when playing with toys, or when freaking recording podcasts. I just kind of go along as I go along. I make stuff up. I kind of just start rambling stuff, and that's how I end up creating a product. Anyways, back to the videos. Man. Whew. I, like, it's, it, it really sucks that I, I, there's no way I can watch these videos anymore, because, God, like, there, there are so many cool toys I had back then that I, I made the videos with, and I can't watch them anymore, so, like, you know, as cheesy as, as they would be, and it's also quite cringy as they would be, I still would want to see them, because, too, like, I mean, again, I was 11 years old making these freaking videos. Man, like, like this is the like this is the first time I ever done something like this on my own, and I I have no I I have no way of getting them back. Cause actually, uh, when I was I want to say I was 12 or 13, so it was only like a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, it was only like a couple of years after I, uh, a couple of years after I first got the phone. Uh, I believe I was maybe, yeah, like, I believe I was actually like 12 when I got my first iPhone, the iPhone 4. And I was, I was using that, uh, you know, to play games, watch YouTube, call people on, and, uh, my little passion for making videos also trans, uh, translated into, uh, you know, into my time with, uh, with the iPhone. And it was on the iPhone that I first found uh, found my first you know video editing apps. Now I didn't use iMovie, but what I did use at the time was called was this app called Splice. Now uh, the Splice app actually still exists on the App Store today, but it's not the same Splice uh, that you know that that I'm used to. Like or it's like since the time I last used it, uh, GoPro bought it. And you know they they change it up like significantly. The the old Splice app, you know it, you know back whenever you know it was like you know self owned and stuff. Uh, the app was only landscape mode and like the whole. Uh, what what what's that word? The whole interface was completely different. The way you did things was completely different. And then after GoPro bought it. Uh, like, it, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't no longer in landscape. Like, it was just in portrait mode. You know, the vertical mode. And they completely changed up everything that you do in, that you do in the, uh, they changed up the entire interface. They changed up the entire functionality of it. They kept the same name, and they even put their brand name on it. But it, but they, it, it's not the same app anymore. It, it's, it's, it's really not. And, but I mean... When they, when all that happened, I wasn't using Splice anymore. I was using iMovie. Shoot, like not even the they did they didn't even keep the old soundtracks that you know that used to be used to come pre-installed in the uh, you know in the app for you for you to use in your videos. Like none of those tracks exist no more. And thankfully, before uh, you know Go GoPro bought out uh, Splice, I actually uh, 
I actually made these videos with nothing but like a single picture of my logo, uh, my, old, my old YouTube logo at the time, and just the audio, that's the full audio from, uh, from the royalty-free music that we uh, had on the app. And, uh, and a couple of them I actually posted onto uh, to YouTube. So, uh, if, so if you go watch like the first couple of videos on my Xflix Plus channel, uh, yeah, like it's good. Yeah, it, it, they'll be there. They'll, they'll be there and you can listen to it uh, listen to them in their full freaking glory actually i think uh, i have another one another one of those videos but i didn't I, I didn't post them to i didn't post it to youtube i posted it onto my facebook my personal facebook account and if i wanted to i'd probably find it download it using uh save the video.com and repost it but that's if i actually care to do it i'm pretty lazy and that's not some important to me right now, so I'm probably not going to do it. So anyways, back to the original branch. Off the splice branch and back onto the whole phone branch. So what was I saying? Oh yeah, so the whole uh, video, video making deal. Uh, and I saw that when I started making videos on the iPhone, there wasn't a limit. I like, like really, truly the only limit was whenever you ran out of storage. But of course, I, I I never made a I never made a video that long. I mean, I I remember at one point, you know, I had so much like photos and videos on my phone, so many apps too, that freaking I tried recording a video one time and I couldn't because it said you know storage full, or storage almost full, so you know, so I I couldn't do it. But I never made a single video that was that long that did take up all that space. Never did. Although I could, but I just never did. Also, too, because being because even just like a year later, I had better logic. Like, okay, no one's gonna watch a one-hour-long video of nonsense. But then the funny thing is, freaking, uh, what what would, what would it be like? Five years later, I would make a forty-two-minute uh video of nothing but uh nonsense. <laughs> And, and and called it my first uh, short film. It's called The Legendary Day, and it's on my Xflix, Xflix channel if you want to go check it out. X-F-L-I-X, The Legendary Day. Anyways, enough self-promoting. Uh, what else? I remember when I, uh, I didn't have this, I didn't, like, my dad, uh, well, like, when I was 11, uh, like, I think... Right after I, uh, yeah, well, I don't want to say graduated, but after I graduated from elementary school, and like the summer between elementary and middle school, uh, my, you know, my dad came to my room and he said, you know, it's time to grow up. He he grabbed a, you know, he grabbed a trash bag and he started throwing all my toys away. So, uh, so whenever I got the iPhone, I had no, uh, you know, I had nothing to make videos with except for you know myself and my sister. But you know, but I still wanted toys uh, or some kind of or some kind of toys I can make like little videos with. Paul and Liz, I don't. I never had any, and you know, I was a little kid with no money. So what I ended up doing was that. Uh, yeah, what I ended up doing was. Uh, shoot, what did I do? Oh, so I started learning how to make paper mache stuff like. Freaking! I I so I couldn't 
buy toys. I, I couldn't get toys. I didn't have toys. But nothing said I couldn't make them. Like, literally, I got freaking, all, like, all this paper together. I started, uh, like, designing, like, little cutouts that I can cut, like, cut out, fold, and, and tape together, and eventually make, like, a little action figure. Uh. Entirely out of paper. With, like, all the details drawn in in pencil. So, I would literally use those to create, uh, like, you know, to continue creating little videos. And actually, and the characters that I made out, uh, out of paper mache was, uh, were these characters I came up with uh, in, in my in a little uh, comic book of mine. Now, like, even to this day, uh, like, I'm still making uh, characters, like, like, uh, what's the word? Original characters. Like, cause I, I've, like, for years, ever since I was, like, eight, I, I've always loved drawing. And one of my favorite things about drawing is whenever I create original characters. Um, I mean, back, like, back in my earlier days, but the majority of my, uh, of my original characters, like, the, uh, the idea came from something else. Like, I had this caveman character that kind of came from, uh, from that t- this time I was watching, uh, the Flintstones, but... See, but he, uh, like over time, and as I matured, and as I actually developed the character uh, himself, you know, I, I eventually uh, turned this character or evolved this character into like some someone completely different, you know, from Fled, Fred Flintstone. Or this uh, shoe. What what other guy do I have? I have so many of them. I'm trying to remember my my earlier ones. But anyways, you get, you, you get the point. They all started off as one thing, and they all just evolved into their own thing later. And, hell, like, I mean, I'm, even to this day, I'm still creating characters. Although, uh, the funny thing is, is that I hadn't actually drawn in a while. I mean, let's see, I mean, it wasn't like a long while. Like, I recently took a sketchbook to work one day, and I was bored, and I just started drawing. So I know I still have the skill and ability, but I hadn't, I hadn't actually drawn any characters. Rather, I just, because... Uh, I mean, to this day, freaking, I mean, hell, I, I admit it, freaking working, making my own money, and no one telling me how to spend that money, shoot, I was able to buy my own toys again. But except I didn't buy so many to play with or anything. I mean, kind of, but shoot, like, the majority of the toys I have, I, I use for display. Like, I have this Buzz Lightyear here sitting sitting in my windowsill. Like, it, 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 like the sole purpose of it is just to sit there. It's decoration. But I will admit, sometimes I get bored and I just play with it because I am, again, it's a Buzz Lightyear sitting right there in my room. So why wouldn't I? But my favorite toys that I see growing up as a kid and the ones I recently, well, not so recently, like like a year or two ago, uh, you know, recently bought, uh, was a bunch of like Lego sets and Lego minifigures. Shoe like, and I bought them because, well, first of all, why not? I love Legos. I love Let's say I love like mixing the characters together and making my own little characters, but also too like you know I see it as a creative exercise. You know I can build my own stuff and I can uh, kind of like mentally put all these uh, little minifigures, create new characters, and create like little storylines. Hell, there was there was this one time, uh, as there was this one point where like every time I made a character, I would kind of like, like to the side I would write down a backstory. Like I, I would make the history. Like I would make these complex stories. Out of these freaking Lego mini minifigures, because I want I, I wanted to continue exercising my creativity, because I don't want to lose it. 
like again i hadn't drawn in a while so i don't i really don't want to lose my creativity because i still love making characters now uh last time i counted which was god like back when i was 15 i think i counted that i had at least around 186 characters but then like that's from when i was 15 I think by, by like surely by the time I was seventeen, I definitely definitely uh, grew at least a good two hundred more, and even to now, uh, I had I hadn't made that many more, but I think I at least made hundred and fifty more. Like just by off of half of stuff that I made in Photoshop, uh, like little characters I would make out of these toys. Uh, but also like actual drawn characters that I just, you know, grew bored and uh, it just drew. And actually, I have this list on my phone full of drawing ideas. And there is a section for new characters. And like, sure, I'll be just walking around. Like sometimes I'll just be at work or I'll be just at somewhere. And I'll just look at something and I'm like, holy crap. I think I just created a character by looking at a freaking tomato. Hell yeah. Actually, that's... I have this new character in my mind. I hadn't actually drawn him yet. But it did come from me looking at a tomato. Freaking. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, if you want to go ahead and steal the idea, go ahead. Uh, I, I, I don't care. Uh, because this podcast will serve as evidence that I created. The, that I had the idea for the character first. Uh, so I had this, this thing. So I looked at a tomato. And imagined it with nose and eyes and uh, you know, and, and, and some limbs, and then I thought, what if this particular character start like was by default tomato, but it can shape shift to any to really any shape he wants. Like God, like like I think I'm like I I know it was like three in the morning or something. I I was just tired at, at, at the time but shoot like I, I was like hey what if the, what what if i have this freaking character called shapeshifter like he starts off as a circle and he gets changed into a triangle or a square like really simple shapes not like he can shapeshift into any form or any creature or whatever no he literally just changes shapes <laughs> like shoot and again i got this from just looking at a tomato and just imagining it with freaking eyes and and, and, you know, eyes, mouth, freaking limbs and all that. I got, I got a weird mind. Shoot, and I even have more drawing ideas of, like, scenarios and cool scenes, uh, you know, between the many characters that I've drawn over time. And even some of the characters that I actually hadn't drawn yet, but have created, you know, using, you know, Photoshop or uh, the Lego minifigures and stuff. So, like, ever since I was a kid... I always love making stories, like making up stories as I go along. And then sometimes, you know, I will like, when I'm even, even when I'm in the process of just making up a story as I go along, sometimes I like to focus on it and give it some complexity, give it some meaning, you know, give it a reason, you know, of it existing. Like, I, that's my thing. I always love making stories. And that's why, you know, back, even back, you know, when I had that old flip phone, I love making videos. And then when I switched over to the uh, to the iPhone, like I, I continued my love for uh, you know for making stories, you know with the paper mache toys that I made. And then even uh, eventually, 
the next year when I was 13, I just started making full on, uh, you know, YouTube videos. I started up my channel. You know, I started, I started making, you know, random stuff. And then I would, that would eventually evolved into, you know, me try attempting, you know, to create, you know, uh, complex interconnecting stories. And that's how you get my freaking legendary day movie on, uh, you know, on, on my YouTube channel. But then, uh, let's see, after high school, or really after junior year, I kind of just lost a uh, track. No, not a track. I kind of lost steam uh, and, and the whole, you know, YouTube making stuff, the whole filmmaking dream and the whole uh, and the whole just going around, you know, creating stories thing. I, I, I kind of just lost steam. I mean, because especially because I because like junior year, that's when, like when I was just super heavy into just like making characters. I was making characters left and right. Like, I mean, shoot, I, like, fo- I had Photoshop. I, I had a freaking Photoshop class, and I was just making characters out of that. Uh, shoot, that was like that was the year I started buying Lego Legos again. You know, I had minifigures because I would use it for school projects. And, and like whenever I wasn't using it for school projects, I would just play with them. So I was making characters out of that, and I was still drawing, like, I was really drawing a lot that year. Like, I just had all the creative juice in the world. But then the next year, I just had next to none. I mean, I would still draw. I just had next to none. And then it didn't really help whenever, uh, in my senior year, uh, like, all of my teachers were just completely fine with me just playing my 3DS in class when I, when I, uh, when I got my stuff done. So, and I got my stuff done really quickly. So, like, literally, the, the majority of my class would be just playing my playing my video games. I mean, even, because, like, cause like, even if, like, there was a lesson going on, freaking, I would have I already written down all the notes. I've already, I would have already done, like, finished, done finished the assignment by the time the, the lecture was done. So, like, literally, like, most of the class, I'd be just listening to music while, listening, yeah, listening to music in my uh, Bluetooth earpiece while playing my 3DS. And that and that really didn't help with the whole uh trying to revamp my my uh my my creative juices. You know, try to try to get them flowing again. And it's sad, but you know, after a couple of years have passed and uh, I kind of changed direction and things like, you know, I, I realized that okay, yeah, the whole filmmaking thing, it was fun and all. It was it was kind of a hobby, but it's not where I want to go. Although it's still an interesting thing. That you know I could do, just not professionally. It's not where I, it's not where I want to go. You know I done some thinking, done some, uh, you know. I I I done some real uh, you know growing up after high school, and I done some real uh, you know looking into my life. You know I started really finding myself in, in my uh, in my gap year between uh, graduating and my first uh, semester, my first year in college. Like I done some real thinking over my life, and that's whenever I decided, uh, shoot, like I wanted to work in ministry, you know, I like God has called me to do this, so I wanted to go towards that, but I still didn't want my freaking uh, the last bit of my creative juices to go to waste, and then, uh, you know, from a couple of years of just not drawing or just not really making characters, uh, freaking you have, you know, the later half of 2018 to now. Where, the, where I can feel the creative juices just revamping, they're reflowing. It's like whatever steam I like I lost after junior year, it's all coming back now. And like now I I, I bought myself a a freaking 
drawing pad, you know, I want to start drawing again, freaking making, like, just redrawing all these characters, draw, drawing all these new characters that I hadn't drawn yet, and just freaking, and bring, like, to bring my, uh, my, bring my creativity back to life, resurrected, if you will, and, and I am so excited, and again, this all stems back to that damn flip phone, because when I got that flip phone, as limited as it was, as, it's kind of just like, it's kind of crappy as it was. It opened up an entire world of possibilities for me. Like, and may, like the device itself definitely didn't hold a lot of possibilities for me, but it definitely opened up the jar. It definitely op- opened up the jar, or opened up the door. To like to eventually would have lead me today in terms of my creativity, in terms of the way, I, in terms of how I saw things, you know, how I perceive things. You know, from you know from uh you know listening, you know, to just great music on the thing, to find like to discovering some great games on that too. You know, to how it sparked my initial spark for creativity, because before. I thought it was just cool, and I really wanted to just get myself in front of a camera and just start doing stuff. But it wasn't until that flip phone where I actually saw that, shoot, like, this is real. I can do this. Like, I can, like, I can, I can create something. I can actually create something and not just have, you know, and not just have it, you know, just sit there, you know, on a piece of paper. I can actually create something and you know, put some heart and thought into it, I can make it come to life. You know, in the form of a video. And that spark has stayed with me all throughout, you know, my the later half of my childhood, through my teenage years, through the rest of my high school years. Had a quick, had a quick little death. But it's now coming back to life. It's like a boomerang. A boomerang that kind of scrapes the floor, you know, before going back up in the air and coming back to me. It's all coming back, baby. My creativity is back. And it's all thanks to that damn flip phone. I mean, seriously, like, literally, it's the, the, the it's literally, this, this very podcast, this very podcast here is the result of me just having my creativity back. Because I was sitting... I was sitting alone in my thoughts one night, just bored, just thinking, thinking out loud, and I, and I was like, "Hell, I I need to let I need another creative outlet other than just you know drawing, like, and, and I'm not making videos no more, and or actually I want to make videos again, but like I hadn't been able to, or I hadn't I hadn't had the resources or the time, so I'm like, what do I do? I need an outlet. And I thought, podcast. Just, you know, just express my thoughts out there. I mean, that's an outlet. And it's a good one, too. Anyway, so I'm seeing how we're at uh, 59 minutes and 10 seconds. So I'm going to make this, uh, so I'm going to wrap things up here. I'm going to make it, uh, you know, make a quick outro here. So if you made it this far, I would like to thank you. Thank you for listening to my, uh, to my little, little walk, uh, to my little walk of creativity there. Uh, I, I just... Pray that you all that you all out there stay creative, and that uh, again I would just like thank you all for coming or listening to this far. Uh, you know I'm gonna be 
I mean, for, for the while, I'm going to be posting uh, new content every single day. But, uh, you know, just stay tuned, uh, you know, for more Caleb stuff uh, on Saturdays. And, uh, and I might have some other special guests coming in the future. So, uh, this is your boy, Asiago, on 3AM Thoughts, signing off.